Welcome to the Building Her Up podcast, a place where women longing for Christian mentorship can find coaching, instruction, and encouragement to live the kingdom lifestyle. I'm your host, Jasmine Ruiz, and today's episode is about intimacy with God. We'll be talking about what Jesus had to say about intimacy, how your past might be hindering your ability to hear from him, and five steps that you can begin taking to create a deep relationship with him. Do I have your attention? Awesome. Stick around. When I'm flicking through the channels, one of the movies that will make me stop and watch every time is The Holiday. Have you seen it? If you haven't, it's a movie where two women, one from LA and one from England, swap houses for the holiday season to get away from their rocky relationships with their their men who cheat on them. Maybe it was the change of scenery, but Once these two ladies arrived in their new town, they both began to let down some walls and open up to the new people, which eventually led them to find love. I'm definitely a sucker for a good romantic movie, and if you make it a rom-com, I'm all in. I'm not sure what it is about this particular movie that I enjoy so much, but I think it's the connection of the characters played by Jude Law and Cameron Diaz that tugs at my heart. They would walk into a room and they would notice each other. He would look at her and everything around them would slow down. What I noticed the most about his character is that he loved her so much that he would cry and he wasn't afraid of showing that emotion to her. To be seen and to be loved by someone who is willing to give their whole heart, I believe is every woman's desire. This is why romance movies and novels are marketed to women. This idea of really knowing someone and being known by them is what I would call intimacy. Intimacy is a term that can be used to describe a relationship between friends and or family members but it is normally used to describe a romantic relationship like the one between a husband and a wife. The reason is because of the sexual component to it. They both hold each other's hearts and bodies, and for that, they see each other in a way that most people will not. And having this type of intimate relationship in your life is so vital to your mental health and your physical health. It can actually lower your stress levels as your feel-good hormones get a boost from your physical touch, like hugs, emotional releases like laughter. Another thing is that intimacy can also boost your immune system. It lowers your blood pressure and reduces your risk for heart disease. As I, I share this, I'm reminded of one of my past episodes where I talked about the importance of friendships. If you missed it, head on over to episode one after this. But going back to what I was saying, really knowing someone and being known has amazing benefits when we have it. 
But even when we do have it, it's not always continuous. In the seasons of life, things change. Maybe you just had a baby and because of that, you're not having the time that you once had to connect with others. Or maybe you just lost your spouse due to death or divorce. Life is constantly changing and it's so hard to grasp dynamic things. There's only one thing that does not change and that's the Lord. Hebrews 13.8 tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Lord who was in the beginning before the foundations of the world were laid, to the one that hung on the cross, to the one that speaks to his people today, they're all the same person. He has never changed. And you know what? I love that about him. I don't have to wonder what variation of God I'm going to get today when I approach him. I don't have to think, okay, maybe he's changed his mind about me. He does not change. And for that, I have rest in him. I've allowed him to be my anchor and my foundation in this unstable life that we live in. Maybe like me, you have this amazing connection with your spouse where you know them and they really know you. Or maybe you find yourself longing for this type of relationship. What I want to impress is that there is a person who knows you more than a friend or a spouse, and his name is Jesus. In John 10, 27, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. He is saying that my people, I know everything about them, and I choose to lead them and care for them. Along with that, my people know me, and that is why they choose to follow me. If you know anything about sheep, sheep have this crazy voice recognition. If a stranger was to call out to them, they wouldn't follow. They would only follow their shepherd. And so if we have this intimate relationship with the Lord, we will be safe near him. As I say the word safe, I have to pause here momentarily. Being intimate with anyone, including God, requires trust and safety. Some of you here today might struggle with intimacy because you have difficulty trusting people. Fear of intimacy can be a response of trauma like sexual assault or childhood negligence. Because of your past experiences, you might find difficulties building a relationship with an intimate God. Um, Some signs of trust issues can be things like anticipating betrayal when a person has been honest to you in the past. Um, Another sign can be like being overly protective of your loved ones in anticipation that they might become disloyal. Or distancing yourself from others out of the fear of of abandonment. If you've had these experiences that have left you unable to trust others and or feel safe, I want you to know you're not alone. Your struggles are typical. That's a typical response to what you have endured. There's hope to be found if you feel this way. Finding a therapist with whom you can talk to can bring you closure. They can also help you build boundaries and teach you how to effectively communicate them so that you can start confidently walking into new relationships. 
This is the type of work I do with my clients, and I tell you, it really makes a difference. Going back to what Jesus said, he knows his sheep or his people. There is nothing hidden from him. He knows our past, he knows our shortcomings, and he still wants to be near us. He calls out to the sheep. For protection from predators, sheep will normally stay in groups. They follow each other, which is a good thing because if they're alone, they're destined to be eaten because they're defenseless. But being a part of a pack also has its downsides. Continuing with the example of the sheep, when they stay in packs, if the first one walks off a cliff, the rest will follow. And the Bible compares us to sheep because we're very similar to them. When we're isolated, we become targets for Satan and his goons. But when we're in groups, we begin to follow after people that are not following after the Lord. And that's a huge problem. There is a system that God has created where we are to have earthly shepherds like pastors and church leaders. We're supposed to be under them. But like everyone else, they fall short because they're imperfect human beings just like everyone else. This is why it's so vital to have an intimate relationship with the Lord so that if and when man fails us, we don't completely fall apart. We don't have to start questioning our faith and walking aimlessly through life. The Lord wants to be our everything. Now, what happens if we don't open up ourselves to the Lord? Meaning, give our hearts and, and be intimate with Him. Matthew 7.22 tells us, Jesus is speaking here and He says, On that day, meaning the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name, then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. That is so terrifying. So many of us are out here thinking we're good, thinking we're saved, saying, I believe in Jesus. I go to church on Sundays, and on the day of judgment, we'll hear these words, depart from me. I never knew you. These people that Jesus was speaking about did miraculous things, which the Lord allowed because it showed his grace, his mercy and sovereignty to the ones that were receiving the healing and the deliverance. But it did not mean the person leading the prayers and the deliverance were actually saved. They just happened to figure out spirituality without a relationship with God, which in actuality is witchcraft. This is why Jesus warns us that apart from him, we can do nothing. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, I, I want you to know there is still hope. We all mess up. We all fall short. And we don't know what we don't know. But now that you do know, repent and seek intimacy with the Lord. Now, maybe you're wondering... How do I even start this relationship? I would love to share with you five steps that will lead you closer to Jesus. If you have a pen and paper or the notes app on your phone, open that up and write these things down. There are many ways to grow a deep relationship with the Lord. I'm not trying to put him in a box here, but I think if you were to take these five steps, you can start you know, taking these tangible actions today and start seeing a difference 
in your relationship with him. Now, the first step is reading the word of God. Going back to the sheep, the verse I shared earlier mentioned that the sheep know their shepherd's voice. The way we learn God's voice is by reading his words. He will never speak to us anything that contradicts the Bible. The enemy knows that as well and will sometimes use the Bible to confuse us. So we have to know his words. We have to know it well. And not only his words, but we have to know his personality and attributes, which you will also find as you read his word. The next step is to praise and worship the Lord. Thinking about my husband, I can see such a big smile on his face when I praise him for what he's done. Like when I say thank you to him, thank you for helping me with so-and-so. Or, I'm so grateful for your hard work and the way that you care for our family. Those affirming words make him feel so loved. Now can you imagine God, the giver of every good gift? How could we go on without ever praising him or worshiping him for all that he has done? The next step would be to be honest with him. I have to tell you, if you're trying to hide something from him... It's not working. He already knows. He knows everything. And since he already knows, he's waiting for you to tell him. If you're angry, confused, doubting, you've sinned, tell him and tell him quickly. The longer you wait, the more you're going to want to hide from him. The next step, the fourth step, is to repent regularly. Once you've opened up and decided to be honest about your mistakes, ask him for his help to turn away from the things, um, turn away from those things for good. Repentance is not a one-time thing. It's a way of living. And the last step is to listen. I think a lot of us miss this step. We keep talking and talking. But we don't stop and give God the chance to speak back to us. He wants to share his thoughts and his plans and his heart with us. Don't allow your relationship with God to be one-sided. Zephaniah 3.17 states that the Lord wants to rejoice over you, quiet you with his love, and delight in you with singing. My friend, don't miss out on that. That's it for today. If you've enjoyed today's message, please leave a review and click subscribe to listen to my new episodes every week.